Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Count before God of the year and at the end of the year this opening is leading the people and believing God and what part of what he said before God is that for everybody that was standing there all through the year. This is what this is what this is what we expect. We are hoping for, sorry, if that makes sense. So that is why you have me leading the service this morning. And um, God help us all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Want to um, share something with us? God has been pointing at it a couple of weeks even before we before he spoke about it also and maybe it might be a very good part to start the year uh, is what I have titled the issues of the heart the issues of the heart now when we start off from Proverbs that we spoke about when we start off from Proverbs Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 to 23 the Bible says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen to my words. Do not lose sight of them. Let them penetrate into your heart. And he went on to say, verse 22, he says, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their bodies. He now said, because something has penetrated your heart, guard your heart above all things. He said, for it determines the course of your life. So that means that, another version will tell you that from out of it flows the issues of life. So what he said, that it determines the, the, the extent <coughs> at which um, you can achieve even before God. So, you would, as we begin to, because you know, last year, just because this year, God said um, to people that, you know, whoever it is, not necessarily in the church, forgive and let it go, all this kind of, that, you know, that kind of narration, which is important. But one thing I have learned with God is that when God tells you something, most of the time, your first response is wrong. When he told Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yeah, 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 I love you. <laughs> he asked him the same question again. Peter, do you love me? Said, ah, you know, <laughs> what else do you want me to say? He asked him the third one. Peter began to cry. Why? Because that was when he sent in. So when God makes a demand of someone, at times we are quick to say, oh, you know, but whereas what he's demanding for, he appreciates your first effort, but you have not reached where he's, he's going to. I was talking to somebody, I said, when we, when we got married, there were some things that I spoke to God about. I said, God, you know, this and this is what I can say about marriage and things like that. So, so you know, what is going on? And God gave me two or three words that, that morning. 
And I was talking to somebody, I was talking to a couple recently, and I said, I said, it took me over five years for that statement to begin to sink in. Because you are talking about a God that has eternity. So at times when God speaks to people, they, people think, yes, I understand, but you have no clue what he said. He's spoken in English. But at times his words are deeper. That is why you can read your Bible from now till 50 years to come. You will keep seeing something different from the same word. God grants us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we pay attention closer to these issues, and we, I will start off from what Jesus had said in Matthew chapter 22, from verse 36 to 40. They came to him meeting and they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He now made a powerful statement. He said, all the laws and the prophets hang on these two commandments. When Jesus was saying the laws and the prophets, please note that in the days of Jesus, you only had what the, the Jewish people would call the Torah, which is, and, or the whole testament as you see it, which is the Old Testament is mainly divided into two. I know you have, um, but the main core of the Old Testament is the laws and the prophets. So you have the major prophet and the minor prophet. Please note that major and minor prophet is not by anointing. It is by the length of the book. That's why they classify some as major and minor prophets. They are not, they're not, you know, they're not, they're not regarded in that direction. So, so when you read the law, that you're talking about the five books of Moses, then you begin to come into the prophets or the kings and the prophets. I think that's why some things are just counted as narration. But when they are reading things according to that's why when you when when you are reading the book of Daniel, Daniel will not say that I am reading the book of Kings. Daniel will be reading is it the Bible, Daniel chapter 9, 9 and 10. He was saying that I was reading the book. I was reading the writings of Jeremiah because it was the book of the prophets. So, so when Jesus was saying is that basically what he's saying in essence is this. The whole principles of the laws of God and the word of God hangs on these two. Now, so when he says he hangs on these two, he but when, what is pointing out also is that those two laws is a function of the mind. Does that make sense? So he's saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. So he's not saying that the second one is like that. That means it is a function of the mind also. So or, or the function of the heart. So it is important that as we go into the new year, we are aware, we, we, we know how to, how to, we know the true picture 
of what the Bible describes as a human mind. As a human mind. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 and 10. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. He said, I love this translation, he said it is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Please note, when you read other translation, it will say the heart of a man is desperately wicked. Please note what the Bible did not say. The Bible did not say the heart of a evil man is desperately wicked. The Bible says the heart, the verdict of scripture is that the heart of a human being, no matter who you are, has an issue. But that is when we read this, when somebody offends, say, ah, the Bible has said that the, the heart of a man is desperately wicked. No, the Bible did not say the heart of a wicked man. The Bible said the heart of a human being, if you are human, the Bible says that that heart is sick. And Jesus, and the Bible now went on to verse 10. And he said, he, he now said, you will not be able to understand how to make it work or understand anything. That's why he now went to verse 10. And he said, I, the Lord, I am the one that knows how a heart ought to function. I can tell you what is wrong with that heart. And Jesus was saying that, you know, when people were saying, talking about Jesus said, no, out of the abundance of the heart. So whatever you see at the top, the problem is not the top. The problem is the heart. So he said, he said, he said, I, the Lord, search the heart and I test the mind. So it seems like he's saying, I have a laboratory where I can put your hearts and test it. So that you know, he said, he said, he said, he said, and I'll give to give every man according to his ways and to his words. When you read that in the, in in the amplified, he says that he says the Lord, he say he say he said the heart is deceitful above all things. It is extremely sick. It is extremely sick, and it is important that. We start off on that basis. Because if you don't understand the posture of a mind, of a human heart, you would think that you are okay, and that is the way to fall. Ah, who did that? It was Peter. Jesus said, You would, you would, you would, you would, um, you would, you would, um, uh, deny, me. deny me. You get what I'm telling you, you would deny me. Peter said, No. Peter was very sure he can't. It was not, it was not, it, the man left his family. He left his business to follow Jesus. So, what else do you want him to do? To show his commitment to God. And Jesus looked at him and he said, you would do this. That can happen. I know myself. Jesus just said, the problem is that you don't understand the heart of a human being. And what happened? He fell. But Jesus did what was right. He took that heart to the place of prayer. 
See, at times, most of people that you see, men of God, whatever it is that you see, is because you, you get to a point where you are, you are saying, I know myself. There are certain things I can never do. That is not scripture. That is not scripture. There are certain prophets that they will give some people, will be like, ah, me, Levar. What kind of religious talk is that? Because they have not understood the verdict of scriptures. In my, in my, you know, in my dating life, I never dated two girls at the time. I've never, I've never, I think so, you know, it's never, it's never my cup of tea. You know what I'm trying to say? But I have had two people who have walked on, somebody saw me and the person was just praying and we were just praying and the person was talking about what God wants to do and he said, ah, but I'll be careful so that you don't, you don't just get tired and go and marry another wife. An average person who thinks he's righteous will say, ah, no, but, 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 it'll be shown without me. And there was a day, many couple of years later, I was praying with someone, and the person was. So I just, I think there was something that happened, and I just wanted to find out about something. So I was talking to that person, and I said, I know there's a person that does this and this and things like that. And I said, okay, yeah, let's pray for the person. I will pray for the person. And the person, after he said all the promises of God, he came back to that same prophecy. The answer is not to say, what, what, what are they saying? <laughs> Do you know when I've been working with Christ? The answer is to run to God and say, God, I don't know the potentials of these hearts. Except you help me, it will not be possible. If we were to be that the function of of the heart, you will not see. You no, know, I was. I might have a couple of articles for you just to see. Just let's go to the next one, please. This is just European, um, European journal, medical journal, things like that. You know, there was an article that was posted. You know, that was talking about why do medical doctors and students smoke when they know it is harmful? They went to school to go and study it. Yet, they will carry that thing that they know is dying. You know, I, ever, I, I, I work in the hospital. You see some respiratory doctors that have just gone to surgery, lost somebody's life, and to calm pressure, they will not take that thing that they just lost somebody's life now, and they go out and go and smoke. What is happening? Stress. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, because you know something does not mean because Jesus was pointing at the issue. The issue is the heart. But the problem like Peter fell was because Peter was so confident in himself that there are certain things I don't do. You know, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. David 
was very conscious of these issues. So when you go to Psalm 139, verse, just two scriptures, another 51 for now. Um, uh, it says, Psalm 139, it said, Search me, O God, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts, said, point out anything in me that offends you. He said, then when you have now found it, help me now. He said, lead me along an everlasting life. What people do not do is that you pray for everything, but you have never brought yourself before God. I said, God, it is time to examine my heart. Find out anything. See, why is, why is he saying this? Does it he said that he doesn't know. There are certain things he knows about himself. But he's saying, no, there are issues in my heart. I to me, it may not be visible to me. But I need you to, I am placing myself on your theater table. Begin to examine my heart. And begin to point out what you see there that is going to be an issue. And when you see it, now help me in my journey to deal with those issues you are pointing out. Can I tell you one thing? Now you see through scriptures. This is not a prayer that God does for people. This is a prayer that you personally bring yourself. You say, I am, I, is there something? No, I tried to do it a couple of times. By as God help, he gives me grace. There are times whereby I just, you know, there's this um, council of um, um, uh, prophets, whites, you know, the Glasgow um, Prophetic Center, and uh, all those, you know, basically who don't, I said, you know, um, can you, you know, this church has been running for, we have running for two years, can you find that, can you just, you use your by God's grace and the gift of God in anything, anything, anything at all that you can sense in that place that is wrong. When I first fought with somebody, I said, I said, no, no, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, I, said, I have, I said, I said, I have come for his kind. I said, eh, what this? I said, I have come for his kind. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said, now let me. I said, I said, let us, I said, I said, one thing I want you to do, and I'm committing you to God. If you see anything and you cannot say, may God punish you. I said, so it is time for, see, regular check is needed. All these things of, you know, there are certain things in my life that, yeah, you are your own. I just say, you know, just you know, do the check. If I've if I've spoken to one person, this maybe if I find maybe my heart leads me, someone doesn't know me. So you know, because one thing I don't want, I don't want you to sugarcoat anything. So you scan through as God gives you grace. I was saying so somebody said that, but there are certain things that um, God will not will not will not share with him and things. I said, I said, yes, I said it's not a problem. So I said. That day, I said, I said, okay, let us pray. And I said, I said, I said, God, I give, 
I give this person grace. Open his eyes to anything. I am not, it's not for, it is because there are hidden things at times you too may not know that God is pointing at. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Psalm, um, you know, and, and, and one of the things that you would see is that as we, as because your heart is important to remain pure, but it is a constant journey of checking yourself. At times there might be things that you think that God is happy with. And you'll be reading your scripture one day and God will point that thing out. And you need people that will help you in that journey. I have, I have a friend who is, you know, who God has blessed as a minister of God. And, you know, he, he's, 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 um, he's doing really well. So, God was, um, God was speaking to him. Uh, no, he was reading his Bible one day. Then something came up in his mind. Then he called me. He said, "Ah," he said. Um, the Bible said. He said, "I want to, I want to leave Chelsea." I said, <laughs> "And I know this person. Oh God, if he's doing program, if if." And I'm talking about someone that is doing when people are what people it would call it will make sure that program quickly finishes before Chelsea match. When he's doing if he's if if it's a program that is doing life at the background, as praying for a given prophecy, is one eye is checking Chelsea's score. You know. Then he said to me, he said, ah, and I know that that is going to be a huge sacrifice. You may not understand. You know, this person, he, <laughs> when Chelsea was about, you know, this um, title stick and this, he fasted on that one. It may be, <laughs> you, I don't know what your own is. I'm talking to you about a servant of God who would take time out, you know, on the altar prayer. That day, he said, I need to stop. He said, because this is already taking the position of God. Then I too made an effort. I made a conscious effort in my heart that no matter what I see or hear about football or Chelsea, I will never speak it. It's hard recently. <laughs> It's hard, he said, with all the local school, but it's hard. <laughs> and I was talking to somebody, I said, for him, for me to talk to him yesterday, and he did mention local school, that means that, ah, Chelsea is already, is already gone. Don't worry about local school, God, God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But what I'm just saying is that, then he was, he called me three or a week later, I said, ah, this is hard. He said, he said, it is difficult for me. 
But what did God do? God searched his heart. He was doing ministry. See, testimonies were coming. But the day it came past God's radar, God said, this one. Uh, see, we bought a Chelsea ticket. We bought a Chelsea ticket to go and do tour and, and things that like. we said, okay, let's let that go. Because the heart and the heart was being tested. And God found that mm, this one, this one here. See, so another person will say there's nothing wrong in it. But he knew that that thing was already becoming the level of God. When, and this person can do his events, three hours solid prayer. But let it be the day of Chelsea, Chelsea service. You will not, you will, you will not, you know. I, I was saying to myself, ah, I said, all this trouble that Chelsea is having because your pastor, your prophet has, has, has resigned. Amen. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So what we're saying here is that if you come through the scanning system of God, it will point something out to you. And it will be something that you can talk to people and say, well, you know, this is not that difficult. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's just, it's just God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Psalm 119. Now, what I'm trying to say is that when we get to a point, I'm going to start to share something with you as we move closer just to come to the place of prayer. Is that, is that, is that, is that you, the way a man would be able to keep himself is when the more closer you are to the word of God. Now, they would say it's, Normally said that conscience is the policeman of your heart. Do you get to that point? Now, any policeman to infect something has to be walking by a law. So, the laws that are open to your conscience is what your conscience will use to judge you. So, if you are not open to the things of God, certain things will be okay to you because your conscience is exposed to a lesser level of law. Does this make sense to us? Now, when you are open to things of just religiosity, where you don't understand the righteousness of God, Certain things will be open to you and your conscience will see nothing wrong. A friend of mine recently was, he, he, he called me, the same person, he, he called me. I've said I was talking about him so, you know, he, 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 he called me and he was, he, I didn't pick up so he dropped the voicemail. So I called him back. So what's going on? He said he was about to send, he normally send prayer, or this prayer, and when, you, when people pray and they do broadcast and things like that. So he has a group of people across the world that he prays for and things like that. So he sent, he was, a, he was doing the prayer, the prayer then, and he saw somebody stand before him with a human heart still dripping with blood. He said, what is this? 
then he began to tell God, this demon, I cast you, all those kind of things. And God said, no, it's not a demon. He said, somebody, he said, you are going, when you send out this, your prayer call, or prayer, whatever it is, he said, somebody normally, that's what, normally listens to your prayers. Because that person is looking to God for something. But that person, when that prayer thing hits their phone and they are listening to it, they will just be showering because they are coming from a place where they just killed somebody. And they distributed the parts. But while they are taking their parts, they are listening to your prayers. So tell them that I see what they've done. And they might as well not bother listening. Now, what his concern was, was that how did we get to a point that somebody is so religious and can go and kill somebody and yet come and listen and say amen. And God acknowledges the fact that this person is at his looking, is, is desperately praying for something for me. So the question is not, I, you know that I sing, you know my heart, no, see, you, you know that I, I am very religious. See, when you are not exposed to certain levels of teaching, your conscience has no law. The policeman has no law to work with. He would only allow certain things and you'll be okay thinking you are okay with God. Does this make sense to us? That's why you see somebody, a pastor who would sleep with somebody else's wife and say, come and put it on the two. Because the policeman of his heart, the conscience, as they've reduced the laws that is feeding that policeman and he cannot do much. That's why Psalm 119 says that, he says, how, how can a young man keep his way pure by guiding it according to your law? He said, with all my heart I have sought you, do not let me stray from your commandment. I have hidden your word in my heart that I will not sin against you. He did not say I may not, I cannot sin. He said, when the word of God is so settled in my heart, it would be the God that will stop me from doing something. things. See, at times you would think that You are able to know the difference between right and wrong. <coughs> but scripture says no. Because if you were to be that easy to rely on your own heart to determine right and wrong, Solomon will not be praying to God. So, um, let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9. Let's go to the next one, please. He says, he says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well. Know the difference between right and wrong. I thought it is something that you should be able to use your common sense 
Because what the Bible is concerned about is that the lower the laws available to your conscience, the lower the level of, of your heart will take anything and you will begin to justify it as right. That is why at times the argument with somebody that is this right or wrong at times doesn't make sense because it is the laws that they are open to that determines what they see as right or wrong. Hebrews chapter um, 5 verse 13 and 14 it says anyone any, anyone who uses milk is still an infant and not acquainted with, about the teachings, about the teaching, sorry, with the teachings about righteousness. So that means that the level of teachings that you get, in now said about solid food is for the mature, who by constant use, constant use of words, that word of righteousness, he said they will be able to distinguish between good and evil. Again, this is now New Testament. He's saying that. The access of the right, the right, the, the teachings about righteousness that you have will help you to determine difference between what is right versus what is wrong. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So I'm just going to just. Let's keep a bit of scripture. Let's just go to I, I, let's go to um, John chapter 14. Yeah. Now Jesus said something that this normally he said he said I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world that Satan as is coming and he has nothing in me. This may not sound religious, but if Jesus had something in him that the devil can grab, he would use it. That's what Jesus prayed and said, he had nothing inside of me. At times, people think that they are, they are, the devil cannot use them. I am, I am me, I'm, I'm, I'm in another level. It's a lie. If you carry his property, it could be anything. He has the right to use you. Your prayers can stop him. That is why it is important that the heart is constantly checked. You say, no, my own is just small, small lion. It is, it is, it is, see, in the things of the spirit, that is what the Bible calls uh, uh, lawful captive in the book of Isaiah. That means those people are there lawfully. They are under his control lawfully. Does that make sense? You know, my dad used to say something that when you are praying for somebody, you know, in Lagos, if you if you if you go and pray for a blind man and open open his eyes, you might end up been in trouble because that thing that he's doing is he has three houses that he's built so if you go and say God is using you and you start you know you can cause trouble 
That's why Jesus said, what do you want? Jesus saw somebody that is blind. He said, what do you want? You know, by that you say that utterly your son, I don't know how best put it, utterly your son, utterly your son, utterly your son, I don't know. I don't know. That's not English, but God help us. Your tea and jay, and the balloway ya, and your two jay ya, and that's a below because who you do more. See, I'm trying to say, so you cannot. What I'm trying to say, there are some people. Oh, God. Google translate. I'm in the name of Jesus Christ. But you know, you, 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 you have idea. Amen. God help us in Jesus' name. Because I don't even know how best to translate it. I'm not confused with you Amen. God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, First Timothy. Yeah, God bless you. He says, hold, this is what the, the apostles taught. He said, hold don't to faith and a good conscience which some has rejected and suffered a shipwreck of faith. So that means that once your conscience is not healthy, your faith is guaranteed to hit the wall. Your faith is guaranteed to hit the wall. See, in Acts chapter 24 verse 16, you will see that the apostles will say that so we always strive. That means that we are consciously making sure that our conscience has adequate, adequate laws of God so that it can police our hearts. So he says, so we strive always to keep, keep my conscience clear before God and man. Do you know what? See, Hitler understood this perfectly. Hitler said, let's go please. Hitler said, he said, I want to raise, he said, I want to raise a generation of young people who are devoid of conscience. Basically, the game is to make sure that when people are killing people, they don't feel that conscience again. The only reason why they were able to kill thousands of people is because the conscience was silenced. Another, another law was introduced for that conscience. So people began to see people being ghasts and can sit by it and smoke and laugh as people's screaming becomes music to their ears. So he understood that what I needed to do is to take away conscience. When you can kill conscience, then, or reduce the what that conscience has access to. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You know, God knows that everybody is struggling. God understands. And that is where the laws, 
begin to be reduced and reduced and reduced, then the police of the heart, the conscience, has little to work with. Then people will begin to behave in the way and say, ah, and they say, no, it's right. Ah, God help me. See, then people will say, my spirit does not go against it. It's because the policeman has lost his job. Say no, that's why some say you know. Some say no. I see all this. I feel at peace. <laughs> so, uh, so with all this, my mind is at peace. I know that when God is speaking to me, my mind is at peace. But you just robbed somebody. Yet your mind is at peace. You did something wrong. You are going back and saying, you know, you know, you, you know, you are still going to go and do it. You are reading Psalm 51. In the expectation, why you are why you are reading Psalm 51? You're already thinking of who else is going to be a victim. I say, you know, when I just stepped out of the presence of God, I just feel this peace. Please. Peace is not a sign. There are times when God will scream at you so that you are not at peace in sin. Because you see all these things, you know, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying, see, when, when every variable around you is anti-scriptural, and you're saying, no, I just have this peace, or I have this peace, it is because the conscience is there. God grants us grace in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You may think that this thing is not, I know what are they talking about? It's not, it's not, you know, it's just it's just common sense. Why do you need to build, bring this to the place of prayer? Now, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says that the weapons that we use to fight are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine powers. He said to demolish strongholds. He now said, you would think that it is the witches of their family that he's talking about. But he said, to with demolish arguments and every um, pretensions that, sorry, is it? Pretensions that set itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought and make it obedient to God that we would be ready to punish every disobedience. If you ask someone to say, ah, come and fight spiritual battles, people say, ah, hey, and actually, it is because there is a battle going on in your mind. There is a battle going on in your mind. You know, I know that we will still talk more at some time as we progress in this journey. Talk about, you know, forgiveness and how scripture sees it. But God will take us, but it's important that you first of all admit, as I admit as a person, as bio. That my heart has problem, and until I learn to keep presenting my heart before God, see, 
How many times have you presented your weakness before God? I'm not saying your prayer request, your weakness before God. At Testament, Jesus was not giving prayer requests. He presented his weakness. <laughs> this is the man that's been saying to people, ah, you know, oh, somebody said that you are the you are the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Oh, correct. Well done. Well done. Well done. Jesus said, this is the reason why I have come to this world. And things like that. When he now got to guest him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when Amen. You know, when basically when you bring something to the market, when you when okay, the English version will say when the rubber hits the road. The same Jesus that was telling the people that this is going to get done. When the time came, they had to say, God, I am weak. And God did not, because of his crying, say, I am weak, I need your help. Say, ah, no, okay, let's call it off, let's call it off. The Bible says, God sent an angel and he strengthened him in the journey. So at times, God, no, don't say, ah, God, this thing that you are pointing at is too hard. Oh, my heart is heavy. Oh, you don't know the way I feel. Please do not think that the answer of God is, okay, I understand you. Don't let us go through it again. That's not the answer of God. That's how I go, okay, let me help you in that job. And that is why when we come to Hebrews, Hebrews says, he says, for if the blood of goats and of bulls and ashes, um, sorry, and um, yeah, and ashes of of hyphas are sprinkled. Who do who do who, who are ceremonially unclean? Sanctify those whose bodies are clean. How much more shall the blood of Christ, through the eternal Spirit, offer Himself without blemish to God? Put our conscience from every dead walk so that you can serve God. So when God is saying, I need you to take certain things off your mind, he's saying, no, your conscience needs purging so that you can effectively walk with me. So as we come to these issues of the mind, God has said to us, nobody has a right mind. The problem is that some people have left their minds to just go unattended to. And the Bible would say that, the Bible would say that the sin has already hardened. He said, talk to yourself while, he's to, while it is today, before your heart is hardened with sin. Now, because sin goes gradually, at the time you will do it, you will feel, this is wrong. Do it again, feel this is wrong. And then we will also play along. 
You do it if you are in ministry. You do it and nothing is increasing. You do it and nothing is increasing. You do it and nothing is increasing. And you are functioning in, in, in power. What the devil has done, he has provided decking, he's decked you, that person's flat in hell. So there's no, there no need for confrontation. We are partnering in this. But when your conscience is alive, see, there are certain things, and I'm just handed here. I said something to someone. God will keep his church. You know, God will really keep his church, and I believe so. You know, uh, and I think that they were not too surprised when they had um, the program. I said it to them a day before. It's just we were up. I said to them a day before, we we're just talking, and we we're talking about the church. And I said, I told somebody sometime ago, I said, this church now, as God is, you know, even let's put it this way. See, at the beginning, I used to say something, and he had to, God had to say in church, I said, don't talk like that again. I said, see, if this church gets to, by like God's grace, grows to 5,000, and then I got to say, bye. We have another job to do as well. I will gladly say bye-bye to everybody. The only thing I have in this church is my family and my Bible. And I go. So I was sharing with them, I said to them, I said, was yesterday, I said, I said, I said to someone, I said, if by adventure, as human beings, you make a mess of ministry or you've done something that you should and you saw the face of God, God said, no. You close down the church and you go somewhere. It's, see, life is not complicated. So when my sister said it yesterday, I said, you know, close down the church. It's not complicated. We have a branch, you know, we said we had we had a branch in Akure. So one of the pastors um, had was struggling with growth of the church. And so he invited some of his can uh, friends in the prison association of Nigeria. So they were doing all this kind of thing. They now had a CNS version or whatever it is. So they now came to church and they said, they said Ah, Pastor, hmm. I don't know if you know, go and get Agbadu. I don't know, get Agbadu and things like that and pour it around the church. Or in the church and things like that, so that you know the idea is that people will understand what I'm saying. The idea is that you know when the amount of um, yeah. thing that the chicken oh, hits will be so if the chicken hits one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. So and that is just the beauty, and that is one of the things which you know I see as a prayer personally. You know when, like today now, every leader of dear blessing is leading the service and we believe the altars are connected. So, after they've done it and things like that, and the elders also were looking and they did it and things like that. So, daddy was in church that day and God, somebody was in trance and it, when you understand how God works, God now said, one of your pastors that, that interpretation of that statement is, it's not my own. It's your own. So one of your pastors has 
brought in abomination into the church. So, call him and the one in Akure, call him and they said that you bought ah no ah, that is nothing much it's just um, some prophets came and they said that we should put Agbadu around and do some certain things that is said okay when you got your did you get your last salary he said yes he said did we tell you that your salary where does your salary come from? Comes from the headquarters. So, did we have we ever asked you that a number of people in this and things like that? Okay. Well, pack your things. You and your wife come to um, headquarters. Come and sit down first. We'll be considering your probation, which was a big decision for them because one of the things your blessing tries to do is that we try to empower. The, the the pastor's wife or the pastor might have a barber shop or something else that they do by the side because you cannot not kill people I said you should not take money from church members you know what I'm saying so the, he, he was acute and things like that so that man said okay elders of the church did you not see Agbado coming into the church <laughs> saying ah, okay you know what let's close down that church it's not a problem. Let's go. Ah, what the bad members? Ah, they are short. They didn't see a job before they came in. They were going somewhere before they came in. So <laughs> let them go. Ah, they are going to close. Eh, close down the job. It's not complicated. See, if we cannot do what God has called us to do, there is no point in wasting human life. That's what people don't understand. That the cost of human life, and you are not, and the pastor by scriptures is sinning on his behalf. The Bible says be careful on who to lay your hands upon so that you don't partake in their sin. So all this that you know it is just a branch and they are doing their own. Ah, God is saying as they are doing one they are writing one also in your own account. So as you get to heaven God say, ah, and by the way you still have some extra allocation that will come from this branch. That's why someone like Bakari will tell you he will never open a branch to anyone. I'm not saying God calls people differently. I'm just saying Bakari will say because of the fear. Because if they do something wrong, it is in your own account. If we ordain somebody in this church by God's grace, as we do leaders of, of teams and things like that, and they are maltreating member, a particular person and things like that, they are not the only ones sinning. As far as God is concerned, as that person is sinning, that is also corresponding into my own account. So it is my job to say, excuse me, it is my own interest. It is selfishness. Say, ah, you don't even, you are never considered. <laughs> you don't understand how this was. I am considered about myself. <laughs> I cannot be praying, God, forgive me. And you are giving me bonus from somewhere else. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. That's how scripture sees it. So at times when you see some leaders who would tell and people say, ah, you know, they did not even they did not even give him time. The problem is that he's scared for his own life. So you cannot be sinning on my behalf. The one I'm doing, God is helping me. But you cannot be doing one again on my behalf. It doesn't make sense. Does this make sense to us? 
So there are certain things that, you know, you know so when you see some pastors who will say, oh, they are scared about having branches and things, there is a reason. When you understand scriptures well, there is a reason. And that is why some pastors will not, they will not bother to close, no matter how, if they are 50,000, they will close it down. Because you, it is, their whole eternity is at stake. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. How did you get there? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So what we're saying is this. What level of law is your conscience has as a resources by which they can function with? Is it the reason why you are comfortable with certain things? It's because the laws available to your conscience is so low, then you are okay with it. The Bible says, guard your heart. That means it is your responsibility to guard your heart. God does not guard people's hearts. You guard your heart. Then he helps you in that journey. So as we, as we call on God today, Please, at the beginning of the year, the Bible says that, he said, I cannot pour a new wine into an old skin. Maybe it is time for you to say, God, examine me. I am not scared of what you would find. But if you find it, let me know. And help me in my journey to make it right. Do we agree at that point? Yes. Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.